0: Yeah.
1: Good morning, heart and soul. We got it. We got the victory. Now, we still working on the larger, the greater, the expanded victory, but we got the victory. I am so grateful for that song by Valerie Joy Fidmont. Yes, got the victory. And also just want to acknowledge in gratitude for our... Women's History slideshow of uh, Reverend Sonia Russell for that. That in combination with the music sets us up today. So y'all know, here, here's the thing that, um, you know, from time to time, people will ask me what church I attend. And every now and then with a little irreverence, I say I don't. Because the truth is that I don't, typically have an experience of attending Heart and Soul. I have a lot of experiences at Heart and Soul, but attending Heart and Soul is not one of them. And frankly, that doesn't, my involvement here does not give me an opportunity to be attended nowhere else. And so, but today is a new day. Today I'm attending. Today I am attending. And I'm grateful because if I was going to pick a day to attend, Today would be the day because one of my favorite and probably the teacher where if you really look at my spirit, you would see his fingerprint, you'd see his spirit print, you'd see his heart print on mine, and I'm talking about my beloved brother, Reverend Aman, who believes in one God and that that one God manifests as many to reach all through the many ways, including religion, philosophy, psychology, art, education, whatever way you will allow the divine to touch you, to be with you. Reverend Amon received his basic training in New Thought teachings with the amazing Dr. Daniel Morgan, who was the founder of Guidance Church of Religious Science in Los Angeles. He subsequently graduated from the United Church of Religious Science School of Ministry in San Jose. He's the author of the amazing book, The Dynamics of Spiritual Mind Treatment. And frankly, it's kind of because of his scholarship around treatment, he's really my go-to when we need to take a deep dive in treatment, which we are doing here at Heart and Soul as well, Reverend Amon is my go-to around that. But because when I began studying, you know, I came to this path with um, this philosophy. I was introduced to this philosophy, took the deep dive with um, Terry Cole Whitaker. But I was commuting to Southern California for part of that time. And so when I sought out a teacher in the Bay Area, I came across Reverend Aman, who was then the uh, senior minister of East Bay Church of Religious Science, and that's how I came to know him and his teaching and the way that he teaches Bible, which is a whole other thing. The way that he teaches these principles, he ultimately came to found Inspiration Ministries, which he still leads. And I became an active supporting mem- member of Inspiration Ministries as well as his radio announcer. He had a radio show, and so I was the announcer for his radio show. I'm just, in short, I am grateful for Reverend Amon and his generous spirit, and I value that he brings a clear, consciousness, and a tremendous wealth of knowledge, experience, wisdom. And let me just say, the brother is somewhat irreverent and brings us, whatever he brings us, he brings it in a new way. He like invents a road and travels that. And I say that to say that his topic today is y'all lean in. Hold on, buckle up. Wives, submit to your husbands. Now, You know he's got to be a bad brother to decide that that's going to be the message during Women's History Month. I just have to say, I'm preparing you because the fact that I am introducing it and I know him, I can hardly wait. There's a part of me that just wants to run over there and sit down and get my notepad because I know he's getting ready to wear it out. It's out of Ephesians 5, if you don't already know. It's probably a scripture that many avoid. It says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands, and as you do to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as the Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. And then verse 24, now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. I can hardly wait. We don't lean in together to just know this, but before we do that, before we do that, one of my favorite vocalists is with us today, Charles Peoples III. He's an international singer, songwriter, and performance artist. His mission is to help us awaken to the love, the light, and the brilliance within us. This is like a perfect pairing here. He recently released a pop soul EP, and I am thrilled to have him bless us today. So before we hear Reverend Ahmad on this particular topic of wives submit to your husband, we first have the amazing blessing of Charles Peebles III.
2: That brings me pain. Now is the time to let go of the shame, the past. I forgive Give I surrender
0: morning, heart and soul family. I want to um, try to live up to those um, sentiments, those words of Dr. Andreette's uh, which were very generous, <laughs> thank you. Uh, not only to the heart and soul family this morning, but to the family of God's truth seekers who follow many paths, all the paths that lead into the one God, the one universal spirit of divine harmony, that harmony that expresses through each of us today and specifically through this willing channel known to us as Amon. Truly I surrender my spirit, my mind, my soul, my body, and yea, my tongue to the control of that same spirit, the Holy Spirit that Jesus surrendered all of himself to. And like in Jesus, knowing that the true words that you hear will not be my own, But they will be words you hear from the inner spirit, your inner understanding, as we just together let uh, that experience repeat itself that occurred more than 2,000 years ago in that place called the Upper Room, where they were instructed by Jesus to go there and wait, wait for what? And wait for the Holy Ghost to descend upon you. And guess what? They did. And so we do as well now as we are waiting here in the Upper Room. We're waiting for that something to download and fall upon us. And you will witness that it takes over my tongue. And as I speak, every person here listening, as the Holy Spirit speaks through me, you will hear in your own truth, in your own level of understanding. And in that, the Holy Ghost will be speaking in tongues. Not me, not you. You understand what I'm saying. And this Holy Ghost is nothing but the Spirit of the Christ, the Christ message that comes through you in a new way. As we celebrate this thing called Women's History Month. And so as we recognize that, what are we doing? We're recognizing the universal feminine principle. That's what we're recognizing in this talk today. And again, I will bring to you more than an inspirational talk. Usually people go to church on Sunday mornings for an inspiration or for a motivation, for an uplift. What distinguishes this teaching from other teachings is that along with inspiration, along with motivation, along with an uplift, you also get lessons in truth. That's what sets us apart. So today I'm going to give you something called the shocking truth. You know, there was a movie back in the 1990s and it was called A Few Good Men. And there was a a line that stood out there that's etched on (laughs) on the walls of memory. And the man said, you can't handle the truth. So I'm asking you today, can you, are you ready for the truth? The truth about what, this topic in Ephesians, where it says, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. And let me read it, Ephesians chapter five, verses 22 and 23, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. Now, when I was growing up, <laughs> uh, men really took advantage of that that scripture in the religion in which I grew up in, and uh, and under you see, and I saw women obeying. You know, they wouldn't make any move until I talked to my husband, and then the the husband would. I literally and figured, I mean, literally heard them say, "Woman, stay in your place and don't let them go up into a pulpit in certain churches. Oh, no, a woman does not belong here." So I. I I, don't, I I come from the real, real actual experience of this. You see, some people have a background in the fundamental or traditional religions where the Bible is taught from its literal meaning. They believe the words in the Bible means exactly what it says. Of course, we all know that these people will say that as if they truly believe it. And they will also go so far as to argue with you and challenge you in defense of, this notion because that's what it is, is a notion. That is, however, until until they get to a scripture that they do not believe that it means exactly what it says. Why? Because it convicts them directly. And then there's a change in their thinking and suddenly, well, it doesn't mean that, it means something else. (laughs) They know that to always understand scriptures from a literal sense actually makes no sense. There is no better example of this than what you will find in Matthew chapter 5. Jesus is speaking here. And Jesus says, you have heard. Now listen. This is Jesus talking, Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 and 28. He said, now you have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But then he says, but. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if your right eye, wait a minute, these are are Jesus Jesus speaking, but he's speaking not his own words. He's quoting from the prophets. He's quoting from the Torah. He's quoting from the prophets of old time. He went on to say, and they also said, and if your right eye offend you, plug it out and cast it from you. And if your right hand offend you, cut it off and cast it from you. Now, as I said, the fundamentalist traditionists will interpret this first part of the literally. It means exactly what it says. You commit adultery when you lust after a woman. And when they read the very next verse, they will say pluck out my eye and cut off my hand. Well, now that means something different. The point that I'm making here is that to understand the practical meaning of spiritual truth, that is to say, to read the Bible with the aim of understanding how to use the teaching in your everyday life. That is our goal, and the only way to understand it is to discern the intention that was in the mind of the originator of the idea that is spoken. So having said this, let us now revisit the words spoken by Jesus, and I will ask you to do not overlook how Jesus prefaced his statement with a qualifier. And that is how you must read scripture to understand it. Jesus interjects a qualifier. He says, but, but for a significant reason, he says, but I say unto you, then he says that you draw their attention to the spiritual intention of the original uh, principle that it was intended when the words were written by the author who wrote it. In more than one instance in this teaching, Jesus uses that qualifier. But I say unto you, which is to mean you must not receive what I say unto you literally, because I am giving you a spiritual truth in the form of an objective illustration, a literal example, such as as was used in committing adultery. Jesus said, I come not to destroy the law and the prophets, but to fulfill it. So watch this. And and I read it again for its spiritual understanding as I will do in the Ephesians uh, scripture. And then we will uh, 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 revisit, submit yourselves to your husband. It ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery, but I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. So there's a mystery here in these verses that a metaphysical mind sees readily. A metaphysical mindset sees that Jesus is not addressing the individual's behavior at all or the outer act of committing adultery. No, 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 not at all. This, this is why he said, but I say unto you that and he was saying that committing adultery, he wasn't talking about whether that was right or wrong. He's saying that before you commit the act, Literally, you are already convicted in your soul by your own conscience, which is the only judge there is in every individual's mind. So clearly. And furthermore, the truth is, Jesus was not at all concerned of judging the man's outer behavior. But he was clarifying the teachings of the prophets before him. i come not to destroy the law and the prophets, but to fulfill them. And that's what New Thought teaching is about. Fulfilling, explaining, instructing, teaching. It's a teaching ministry. First Samuel uh, chapter 16, verse 7 says, For the Lord sees not as man sees, for man looks on the outer appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So in this teaching called New Thought, we don't read scriptures that way. In other words, when you ask the right question, you get the right answer. And so uh, uh, I had to get you ready to understand this Ephesians 5, which is on my topic here. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. So let me read it. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head otherwise well let's go way back to the beginning now in the book of genesis chapter one first chapter in the in the book genesis and the, the first book genesis and the first chapter starts us off the right way and it reads in verse 27 so god created man in his own image what image what image that's what we want to explore here so god created man in his own image in the image and likeness of God and this is how he created him male and female he created them there it is the inner or spiritual meaning of these scriptures reveals that mankind that's man and woman mankind is always without exception always one one what male and female in its sole essence. And it's never changed from always being male and female because of his or her, 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 her gender expression or sex expression doesn't change his or her true spiritual identity, male and female, always. This scripture is clearly meant to be understood, not literal. But figuratively, so God created man in his own image, in the image and likeness of God, he created him, male and female, final, period. So every female has a male facet, F-A-C-E-T. Every female has a male facet and a female facet. Every male has a male facet and a female facet. Well, what is facet? Uh, Amon, well facet, means aspect. It means quality. It means feature. It means uh, 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 element. It means part, a a female side, a male side, a role, a female role, a male role, a principal, female principal, male principal. All of these elements working together synergistically are the components of two spiritual faculties in the soul of man. Swedenborg talks about them. Swedenborg was the 17th century mystic who lived 1688 to 1772, who was my first spiritual teacher who helped me to crack the code of of, of biblical understanding. Uh Uh-huh. Way back there, a long time ago. (laughs) So he says, man has two faculties, will and understanding. The understanding in the spiritual man is called male. And the will in the spiritual man is called female. And when these two faculties act as one, they are called a marriage and also husband and wife. And the scripture says what? Wives, submit yourselves to your husband. So this is a teaching on the mental law of spiritual demonstration. This is a simple spiritual chemical equation that scripture is. It's a spiritual chemical equation of the transformation of conscious suggestion into the spiritual transforming power of auto-suggestion. I, I know my practitioner students are listening. I know that those advanced students in this teaching are hearing something that, That you know, that you hear, that you recognize as a profound spiritual truth. Suggestion, you see, is of no effect. Just making, speaking your word or declaring your word or or making a prayer request or or uttering a desire, that's a suggestion. It is of no effect until it is transformed into auto-suggestion, and that's the science of prayer. That's what us practitioner students understand and our ministers who, you know, who made the breakthrough here understand. So this is an important important point to all of those uh, advanced students. This is a lesson on the spiritual marriage between the husband and the wife, uh, which is simply the conscious and the subconscious aspects of the one mind, the masculine and the feminine, feminine principles of the one mind becoming one in marriage, all right. First the husband decides or chooses uh, that is true the husband does decide the husband does choose that is true but and then the husband gives a declaration of the man or command to his female side to his female principle to his female facet and that is true so 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 that side of himself then uh, uh, which came out of his rib, according to Genesis it is the spiritual nature of man's feminine side that never changes and its role is to receive to accept the husband's commands the male's commands without question it doesn't scream it doesn't reject that is to say it submits to his command wives submit yourselves unto your husband. And then this spiritual agreement, and in this spiritual agreement, I should say, of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, something is activated. Oh, this is when you let go and let go. Something is activated, and it is a spiritual chemical process that begins to take place, that initiates a mystical, coordinated, organically dynamic, active operation that you have your hands off of, and it is a, a, a synergism of cosmic energies that begin to cause a simultaneous transformation of one's objective conscious suggestion that has been received and accepted by one's subjective conscious subconscious mind part of the one mind. All right, I know I said a lot, but hold on to it, meditate on it. Uh 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 Let it work, let it germinate. Let that seed burst forth through your consciousness as the spirit of the Holy Ghost, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so this chemical process mystically transforms that conscious suggestion, that prayer request, that desire into the power of auto-suggestion which then reveals Mm -hmm. Reveals what? It begins to reveal God's divine will for man, God's divine way through man. And this will, you think it's your will. No, this is God's will that contains the plan. It contains the way for the fulfillment of God's desire that you think is your desire. Oh, no. And this will is that power of God that is the doer. You don't do this. Jesus said, I of myself can do nothing. It is the power of God in me that doeth it through. It is the will of God that is doing this work through me. And then it brings all things to pass in one's life as form, as effect, as answer prayer, as experience, as events, as situations in one's life. Genesis 1:27, what did it say? It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And that doesn't change by experiences or by gender or by sex. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. Swedenborg says, when the understanding is governed by the will, they together constitute one mind and thus one life. For then what the man wills and does, he also thinks and intends and the will is the doer in every act. For the advanced students, listen, the three roles in demonstration or the three roles in healing are what? First, the conscious suggestion. Second, the receiving of this suggestion by the subjective part of the one mind. Third, the will, which is the doer or the power of God, bringing your desire into expression. What did Ernest Holmes say about this in the textbook? Well, in the Science of Mind glossary, which I will lead to my clothes, he says this, feminine principle. The universal soul. He says, in man, the subjective intelligence, the universal medium or soul, has been called the womb of nature, W O M B, has been called the womb of nature. And the Holy Mother, because it is receptive to the spirit and is impregnated with divine ideas, it gives birth to the ideas of the spirit. Not you and your pride. <laughs> it gives birth to the ideas of the spirit. The, the idea came from God in the first place through your mind, knocking at the door of your mind to express itself. And you say, I thought. No, no, you received the thought. It gives birth. I want. No, no, no. You received that I want. That's God's desiring through you. It gives birth to the ideas of the spirit and is therefore the feminine principle of nature. Then finally... Ernest Holmes says this on Science of Mind, page 82. It has always been taught that the soul of the universe is that receptive medium into which the spirit breathes forth the forms of its thought. It is subjective to the spirit. Wherever we find the subjective law, we shall find something that is compelled to receive that which is given it and compelled also to act upon it. Consequently, the soul of the universe has been called a blind force, not knowing, only doing. It is the servant of the eternal spirit throughout the ages. It is the medium of the thought, power, and action of spirit, and soul of subjectivity can never reject. It is bound by its own nature to accept. It is impersonal and neither knows nor cares who uses it. It is formless having no mind of its own. The woman has no mind of its own. Don't be offended. It has been called the universal feminine or the holy womb of nature because it is receptive and creative. It is karmic law because it is subjective to the self-knowing mind. It is the medium of the law of cause and effect. Wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands. All right. Amen. (laughs) And so... It is, and so it.
2: Rolling river guide. Little stones are smooth Only once the water Stone, rough and gray, still trying to reconcile this river's chill. But when I close my eyes and feel Sharp his edges, wash away. That I...
1: I am so so grateful for my brother Reverend Amon for his amazing message today that just set some steps some stuff straight. And so he's going to close us out in prayer now. Reverend Amon. Yes. Thank you. And
0: and so let us pray ourselves out from where we are now in that upstairs consciousness, here in the upper room where we started from, in the upper room waiting for the Holy Ghost. Now, quoting Dr. Holmes, who once said, here we do mingle with the host of heaven. He was in the midst of a spiritual experience. He says, and so he saw into the other realm, Of life, he says, we do mingle with the host of heaven. And what I want us to do now is whisper softly to your listening soul consciousness a prayer. And whisper these words, I am as God created me. Male and female, God created me at one in god in my conscious awareness of this truth i now speak my word and so it is that as you whisper your own word of prayer you know that the creative power in your word in my word in our word is that which is speaking through us through that husband aspect of your mind the conscious mind the masculine principle the will whatever you desire the holy scripture says whatever things you desire when you pray as you pray believe that you receive them and what you shall have them why because because your wife which is within you submits to your command your desire your, your demand of the law and all this simply means is that there is now perfect agreement between the head and the heart between the thinking and the feeling between sense and soul and so now out of this mystical union, that's what the Bible is talking about, the marriage made in heaven in the presence of your creator, the Godhead. You consummate, hey, you consummate this holy union. How? Through giving thanks, accepting it as your reality. For your desire is being fulfilled, that which has already been fulfilled. And that word of existence, that existence, that place elsewhere, not some mystical somewhere, but elsewhere, believing and knowing that indeed whatever you've asked for by choosing is already done. And now in this union, in this mystical union, look through the power of auto-suggestion, which is the power of God that heals in man itself. It is that which carries out the embedded mystical divine plan, the divine way of its own manifestation and expression. It is hidden in the seed of that desire. Oh, yes. And now, the Spirit of God, through my conscious awareness, through your conscious awareness, through our conscious awareness of this one union with our union, with this thing called God, through your male and female nature as itself, we simply let the Spirit of God in our minds find ways to bring that desire into fulfillment. And this is the truth of our being because the Father within me, he doeth the works. The Father within you, he doeth the works. And now in your imagination, again, consummate this marriage. Of the understanding and the will. The the, the the conscious and the subject. The thinking and the feeling. The head and the heart. And now joined as one. So now in the heart of gratitude and joy. At this wedding in Cana of Galilee. You may kiss your bride. Which is your answered prayer. As I now pronounce you husband and wife. In the name of that name. That is higher than any name. That can be named Jesus Christ. Amen. And so it is yeah